Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who have made a terrible mistake. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. I made a terrible mistake. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot, in watching this movie, I forgot how long they are. This one, I was, I'd forgotten how long it was. This one's... Too, a right. shorter one, right? Aren't the other ones longer than this? I think I think this is what happens. It's this one's the longest, and then I think they dip down and go back up. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I think the next two might be shorter or as long. By the end, they're like three hours. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, the last one's very long. What did we watch? We watched Transformers, or as some call it, Transmorphers. Morphers. <gasps> That's why you didn't want to share the juice. You got yourself a drink. I'm trying an experiment. It's called MTN Do Kickstart. Mm. Which has like gonna kickstart your life as much caffeine as a Red Bull, but is the size of a monster. Uh huh. That like tall can, you know? Yeah. One of them tall boys, you know? It's um. It's all right. Yeah. That's what I said. I mean, it's, I, it, it. I will say it's actively good. Yeah. 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 So, Tyler, you love these movies for some reason. How did it go did. for you? Here's the thing. I love them because I think with the exception of maybe like the third one, which in my mind is the low point. I think it's the third one is the low point. Mm-hmm. The movies know what they are. <laughs> they yeah. are a movie based on a show based on toys. Right. There's nothing there. There's no, like, I have a cool idea for a story. There's, hey, we got these toys. Let's make a cartoon to sell it, the toys. It's not even like sci-fi. Really. Yeah. Because it's just based on, it's so, there's no, like, they could have made this a sci-fi movie, right? With like some sort of high concept something fuel in it. Yeah. But instead they're like, nah. It's cool alien robots, they turn into cars and they fight. Like Yeah. That's all you need. And here's the thing. The games, the Transformers games, even the kind of crummy movie ones, mm-hmm. I would say are pretty universally loved by everyone who's played them. I played one of them. It was like the free game of the month, like four years ago. The War for Cybertron? I don't know. Or something? It was kind of a cartoony looking one. Yeah, I think that might be. I'll play 10 minutes of that. It wasn't bad. They're so good, and the stories are so well written that it shows you, like, oh, there are people in the world of, like, the writers for this property that know how to take this and make, like, super high sci fi, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, this could be, you know. If they handled it right, I could see Transformers being like the same way people were like, well, they can't make a good superhero movie, and then they got that. And then, then now you got Avengers and all that, right? Mm-hmm. You got That's Batman right. versus Superman, the Schneider cut coming at some point, or it already came? I don't know. Justice like, League sh- Snyder cut. <laughs> Snyder. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider cut. Yeah. <laughs> Justice League. Finally, the people begging to get Rob Schneider in on the DCU. Yeah. He's uh, already got a superhero, Deuce Bigelow, right? That was a superhero <laughs> movie. 
Yeah. I didn't see it. You probably you probably know what it is. I do. I didn't and then I did as you were talking, I remembered. Yes, I do remember. Uh anyway. I could see, you know, I think this is gonna be the thing like twenty I mean, years from if now. If Ridley Scott directed this movie, I think I would have loved it. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be the thing like twenty, thirty years from now where we're gonna be like, Oh that They've never made a good one of those movies, and our kids are going to be like, this is the best movie series ever made. They make $12 billion every movie. Anyway, oh. speaking of which, hmm. uh, you know, they made a lot of money on these movies. It had the whole series, and I was like, there's no way that's for the first one. It's for the entire series of five movies. Oh, good. Okay. And I was like, okay. But... We were, I was looking it up because I want to know the, uh, runtime. Yeah. So this one, right, we were talking about it being long. You said it's two hours, 24 minutes. The next one is two and a half hours. Mm. So it's, then it's two and a half, a couple minutes longer. Then it jumps up to 245. So Stop. Then it goes back down to two and a half. And then Bumblebee. Bumblebee's like is two, two hours. Yeah, I feel like that's a sweet spot for a movie like this. If it's not a like substance-driven movie, I think two hours is when I'm like, great, let's wrap it up, right? Cody, I would not have done without one minute of this film. All right, yeah. this is a treasure. Ugh. Okay. All right. I'm glad you love it. It teaches you things like where Qatar is. Which one of us is summing this up, by the way? I was gonna. I was just about to ask you too. You asked me too. Yeah. All right. Let me run you through the story, Cody. You open up. You're in Qatar, which, if or, you didn't know, uh huh, is in the Middle East. Ah, right in the middle of the east. Yeah, Qatar. Uh, there's a a base, and there's a helicopter. There's guys. They're like a military mess, base. military base. Of some sort. I think it's an Air Force base, but they're never super clear. They are very clear later in the movie series, but you don't know that yet. Guy comes in, you know, his helicopter. They're like, after some shenanigans, yeah. introduce and endear you to the soldiers that yeah. you will be going on a ride about an hour from now with. <laughs> uh, then the helicopter comes in and they're like, Oh, unidentified helicopter. If you don't identify, we will kill you. Which I don't think they would word it that way over comms. That's always bothered me. Well, I have something to say about that. We will attack. We will. Sh- we Use will fire. Appropriate force. Yeah, we will. We will open fire on you. I think is normally something they was something like that. Something to say. We are going to shoot at what at the thing you're in. You may not die. <laughs> We will kill you is very aggressive. All right. Uh, and. But yeah, so then the shocker spoilers, I guess it's a transformer and it goes on attack. What? It tries to get into the mainframe. It does get into the mainframe. They cut the hard line with a, an axe because the lever's locked. Yeah. Um, which I love how he's like, I need. Here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll save it. I'll go. I'm just telling you this stuff, okay? I'm just running you through the story, okay? They get the mainframe. Your synopsis is about six minutes into the movie. Look, we get the mainframe. 
cut to hackers. The hackers are young. They're underdressed. They're doing. They're hacking. They're getting hacked, and they're hacking. You know, the whole movie is one big hack off. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Cody. And then they go in. They're in the city. There's a car. There's uh, mama. You know. Somebody may, might threaten their grandmother with a brick, you know, and then there's a car bought and then the car ends up being an alien warrior of some sort. There's a tiny car that's, there's a semi-truck involved. Uh-huh. And then a character that, upon waking up after several thousand years, introduces himself very politely to the first people he meets. And, you know, everybody's just real good friends the whole time. And, nothing, you know, it's just a good time. It teaches you good values. It's really educational to the children. Yeah. Really, you know, it's just a fun ride. On that note, I've learned one thing about Mountain Dew Kickstart. The can sort of suctions whatever coaster it's on, and it'll pick it up. Nice. That's what I learned during your synopsis. You didn't learn that Qatar is in the Middle East? Well, I suspected. I wasn't sure. Thanks for summing that all up, Tyler. Uh, First impressions, you obviously love this movie, right? I love it. love every minute of it. Have you no regret? No. (laughs) Is that... But... I think here's is the there thing. something where you're like, I love this. These parts of movies are this, where it's like, this is my only. There are parts. I think there's lots of the jokes that come across as cheesy, but I would say for that time, the movies that the action movies that were coming out in the mid to late 2000s, mm-hmm. this one nailed the dropping a joke in the middle of a firefight. Yeah, perfect. Which like is the same kind of thing that like Avengers does all the you know. Yeah. MCU is all about. Like, this was the best execution of that. You know? Yeah. Now there's just, there's been, it's been done better, but they still do weird stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I personally am not a big fan of, like, in the Avengers, was it Age of Ultron when they're raiding the base and Cap says language? Oh. When they, somebody says a, a slight oh, swear yeah. and they, like, focus on that. I'm like, dude. You focused on it too hard. See, I liked that. Yeah. But I'm I'm the one who really liked Age of Ultron and everyone else hated it. I love Age of Ultron. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I like it a lot. I think looking back, people don't like Joss Whedon now, but I think at the time I was I was on the Whedon train up to that point. Yeah. I'm still on the Whedon train, you know. You know. Yeah. Too <laughs> Here's the thing. I liked some of this movie. It was long for me. I liked Shia LaBeouf. I can I can appreciate the effects. So there were some good special effects in the movie. Oh, I lost. And um, oh, yeah. I don't know. It was just. I think more than anything, I don't think this one's a bad movie. I just think it was long for me. Where I'm yeah. at in my life and the kind of movies I tend to watch on my own. This one just, it was a little long for me. Yeah. I feel like your preferred movie is somewhere between this and a French artistic movie about paint drying that's six hours long. Somewhere in the middle. That sweet yeah. spot right there in the middle. spot. Where the movie is two and a half hours long and 90% of it, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. 
but there's some real good dialogue. Oh, it's just shot so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real smooth, and there's a solid 10 lines of dialogue. In oh. There. The 10 best lines you'll ever hear performed yeah. by actors you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. We did it. All right. So you're going to gonna hop in this. This is Camaro. You gotta go with. I was gonna say something different. You gotta go with this. This brand new robot Camaro. Oh yeah. Hop right in here. Door open. Yeah. Get in there. Let's, yeah. Let's drive. Let's transform our way right over to Spoiler Town, USA. Yeah. Let's do it. Here's, let me hit you with this first of all. I am surprised. This is, I don't think this is, I mean, you know, this is, was it the future referencing kind of? I am shocked they didn't do the thing where the car, they transform when the people are inside them and they transform into the robot. They always kick them out and then transform in this one. Whereas all the later ones, they're like, here, on my shoulder, now I'm transformed back into a car. the Iron Man suit thing. Yeah. Like that evolved to where... They can do him doing anything, and it's like, oh, my Iron Man suit's in my watch, and then I press a button, and then the watch expands to an Iron Man suit all around me while yeah. I'm running. I'm going to make another statement here. Make it. The, the I think 90% of the animation on the robots holds up better than anything from a, the original Avengers back or something like that. Yeah. You know? Like, anything from better movies. They this uh, it seems like looking back now this was DreamWorks being like freaking come at us Disney like yeah. we are better than you in every way you know like they really went for the they just went for the throat you know right yeah there. and even so like even with Marvel movies it's like every fourth Marvel movie is like this one's not quite as good as the others yeah but then the other three are like oh they totally nailed it. They did a great job good job everyone but. I mean, you're right. I would I would agree with you. Ninety percent of this movie's special effects, like these, hold up really well. Like they look yeah. good, and there's even like some practical effects I noticed where I was like, oh, they did a great job. But like it was smarter than do a practical effect effect there, and it looked good. Yeah. There's the one where uh, <clears throat> I forget when he's talking. Bumblebee is a Camaro, and he's in the lawn, and then he spews out a bunch of exhaust and then drives away yeah that was a great effect and i think it was practical because it looked like real yeah because you can do something like that pretty easily i think yeah but But they had when he wait sorry go ahead here you go i was gonna say when he was strapped down because there's like when they capture him they've got him frozen Mm -hmm. that's like a real model they made to have there and it kind of moves a little bit so there's lots of times when the robots aren't moving very much yeah plus all the cars are probably real The only thing that looks like you can tell it's CG, I would say, is that I think they make the colors pop on Optimus Prime a lot more than they do in the later movies. And I was like, at first I was kind of like, oh. And then I was like, you know what? I, d- I like how this looks better than when he gets more dull colored and they stop doing it's that. It's more realistic versus like, yeah. this is a movie about a toy. Yeah, because it's like he's super brightly colored compared to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the first thing that struck me about this movie. Give it to me. There's a Latino man who talks about alligator etouffee. Oh, my second note is about and gator. That 
confused me to no end because he they specifically reference him speaking Spanish and like we don't speak Spanish. You got like what are you even saying? But then he's talking about his mama's alligator etouffee. Is there a Latino community in Louisiana that cooks Creole or Cajun food? What is that? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of. Okay, but Creole. Okay, okay. Here's what I understand about Creole. Mm-hmm. You got the white French people. Mm-hmm. You got French Haiti, and you've got Louisiana, and that makes up like the Creole thing. So it's like. French-inspired food mixed with, like, the Haitian culture makes, like, this spicy, interesting food based on, like, French cooking techniques. Yeah. So but where's the Latin? I don't... I think it's I just, just growing up enough. in Louisiana. But he's... So he's Hispanic. He's Latino. From and his yeah. mom. He's from Louisiana. His mom, presumably, is Latina. Mm-hmm. But she makes etouffee. Yeah. Wouldn't she just make whatever country she's from food wouldn't it be like mexican food or Salvadoranian food or chilean cuisine here's something i'll hit you with so my wife's from arizona yeah very large hispanic population i've heard this there. something that they make that she likes a lot and is very popular in the area she's from is gumbo why how because it's spicy i think that's really like it's, spicy food. it's easy it's very complicated, but easy to make if you know what you're doing and do right. it right. If you know and the technique. You can do it. So it's just kind of like why chili is popular in a lot of places, you know, because yeah. there's so many versions of it. It's like being like, it's kind of like saying meat's popular or soup is popular. It's yeah. like, yeah. Interesting. So I, I don't just, know what the, if, how much know. variety there is in that. Is it spicy? Etouffee? Yeah. It can be, not necessarily. Like, it's not. I don't think etouffee is famously spicy like gumbo is. Yeah, I've had both. Gumbo's like supposed to be spicy. Etouffee, I'm not sure if that's like an essential characteristic of etouffee. I, I will say etouffee is delicious. Yeah. And if yeah. my mom made it, I would also probably reference it if I was in the. Here's the other thing about this movie. It seems like. And I think it's the same thing with the G.I. Joe movie. They're like, we're resurrecting this toy thing. And so we're going to keep in the heart of like, what if a 12-year-old boy made this movie? What mm-hmm. would he think the military was like? Yeah. And that's that's when you get the intercom being like, or, you know, on the communications, they're like, we will kill you. And you're like, yeah. If yeah. I was a 12-year-old, I was acting out this scene with my robots and my helicopter. That's what I would be narrating. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I knew a boy. When I was a boy. <laughs> I guess you could say he was my friend. You about to tell me a story about a boy? <laughs> but he was like, loved the military, was like obsessed with the military, like was all about it, you know? I'm sure he's in the Marines now. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's what it made me think of. I was like, oh, like some kid who like loves the idea of the military, this is his script, you know? Yeah. But there's alien robots fighting with the military. God bless the troops high fives uh high five statue of liberty uh bald eagle you're really doing fireworks. a lot of you know nazi salutes here is what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> just to throw that out there it's all the same it's all the same it's where we're headed it's where we're going yeah i'm just saying as a as a blonde haired blue-eyed man you might not want to be doing that particular motion in public or do i because if it does turn that way that's how i'm <laughs> going to get the furthest true 
Just stating facts. Okay. Moving on from Etouffee Man. Have you ever had Gator, Red? though? What? Have you ever had Gator? That's what I yeah, thought Yeah, I've had Gator on. once or twice. It's so good. It was pretty good. I had like a Gator bite, so it was just like fried Gator chunks. Mm. It was, I mean, it was great. I really liked it. I haven't had it in Etouffee. Yeah. I've had it in Chile. Oh, Gator mostly. Chili. Yeah. Interesting. That's that the most. Be, that'd probably be good. I had a couple different ways, but mostly in Chile. Anyway. Gator Etouffee. I've had shrimp Etouffee. Mm. Red Sox guy. He's the other guy in the platoon. Hated him. I don't remember what he did. I just know I wrote the note that this Red Sox guy is the worst. Because it's, it's like Sox the canvas guy? of America, right? You got the white guy. You got the Latino Creole guy. You got like the Boston guy who's like, ah, Red Sox game. <laughs> like that's what he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Doesn't he die? Oh, I'm sure he does. He, he dies like that dies? 10 minutes later, right? When they're fighting the scorpion robot transformer. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think, a solid... 30, 45 minutes into the movie, if I'm being honest. Um, can I tell you the note I wrote down when it went to like their command center? Yeah. I wrote, it's the generic colonel slash general guy. Yeah. Because he's in every movie where they're like, we need, we need a colonel. What's his, like, tell me about the character. His character is, he's a colonel. I have just the guy for you. All right. Mm-hmm. I have just the guy. And then I have another guy who's a little bit more, like, if you need a colonel that's going to die, and then a general that's going to survive a little bit, you know, he's going to survive and needs to be able to, like, have more character. I got two guys that look almost exactly the same. They'll yeah. be perfect for your movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they were both in this movie. <laughs> they were, like, the colonel and the general back in Washington. They sure I were. love it. Love it, you know? Um... I was confused. I then took no notes for like 30 minutes. No, maybe not. Okay. Can we talk about the AllSpark? Yeah. So the cube. All right. right. So in the lore of Transformers, in the Transformers alien planet, off in the distant galaxies. Cybertron. Cybertron is the name of their planet. There's an Mm -hmm. AllSpark. So it's a cube. It's basically the Tesseract from the Avengers. Kind of. It's very powerful. It creates life. Okay. Right. I was just confused though because they're robots, and are they not like carbon based? Because don't we define things like carbon based things or like where life springs from? But then they're just like robots that have been injected with some sort of force from the Allspark that turns them into Transformers. So, but you're I, asking me the lore of the. I have a follow up question. Yes. But what's that about? So first off, what's that about? So first off, I could tell you that. Your que- a lot of your questions get answered in one of the later movies. Okay, good. And there will to... be more questions. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah. But there will be more vague questions in the. Okay. Now, my follow up question. Yes. This happens later in the movie, but they all spark encounters a couple objects like a toaster or a stereo or something, mm-hmm. and then they come to life. Oh, and like a vending machine in the last scene of the movie. Right. How come everything it turns to life is evil? What's that about? Because the Transformers are good. You got the Autobots. Yeah. They're good. The Decepticons are bad. But how come anytime the Allspark zaps anything, it's automatically just crazy and out of control and evil? I have a theory, and I think it's backed up by like one of the games where the Allspark... Because the war for Cybertron games happened during the war that destroyed their planet. So it's like... Okay. When the... 
like before everything's collapsed, there's still lots of stuff. I think they still have the AllSpark on the planet, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the thought, or the idea behind that is they're like animals. They don't have, you know. Like a wild animal. Yeah, like, because like the Optimus Prime, however works, like, I'm sure it I was just, like If I just dropped raised. a bobcat into the downtown Los Angeles, yeah. it would do the same thing. Yeah. All right. So it's like you can, with the right care, which is what the Autobots want to use it for, you can recreate their species. But if you just like take the cube and chuck it into the iPhone factory, then you're going to have, <laughs> you know, just a bunch just of... A bunch of iPhone 4s. Just, yeah, just manu- malfunctioning all the time, lighting yeah. on fire, bursting. Yeah. I have an iPhone 4. That thing got like crazy hot, like scare. Like I could have roasted a marshmallow on it, hot. Like, and it would be like, "Sorry, dude, you gotta wait two hours for me to cool down before you can use me." It yeah. happened to me mo- like in the end of its life cycle. I was like, "Oh, this thing is dangerous." Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Galaxy S seven. Oh, remember, oh, sorry. remember no. when they wouldn't let you bring no. those on airplanes? Yeah, here's the thing. Somebody once were like. Do you really hate Apple products that much? And I told him, I was like, if I had a choice between the brand new iPhone and a Note 7, I would take the Note 7. (laughs) I don't like Apple products. Yeah. I feel you. I would take the risk. Because here's the thing. Everybody's like, they're catching on fire, they're burning people. All the people who caught on fire had it under their pillow while they were sleeping. Yeah, I've done that. If I put that my it's iPhone four hot. under a pillow, Catch it would have. I guarantee would have caught on fire. Yeah, my phone gets hot when it goes under there, and mine has like some I think BS liquid cooling system in it. Oh wow, it's hot right now. <laughs> um, I also okay. I just want to give a shout out though, really, because at the core of this, the only property before this movie was cartoons in like the 80s that were meant to be toy commercials yeah <laughs> so they went to who who is it that wrote this movie there's a couple guys that i think it had on the writers anyway oh i'll pull them up and these guys had to scrape together i would say like as pretty tight as you could get yeah just having this dropped on you of a story with that as your back Roberto Orchi, yeah, who is a producer on Star Trek and nice. uh, Mission Impossible, nice, and uh, wrote Sleepy Hollow, Y Five O, Star Trek, nice, Amazing Spider Man Two. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, remember, remember, mm, Mark I, Webb. Just what a bright shining light that made. Didn't get finished out of his trilogy. You know, it's just like. Mark Webb, you know? Amazing Spider-Man? We like Mark Webb. He made he he gave us 500 Days of Summer. Then he gave us the Amazing Spider-Man, which is like, all right, good enough, good enough. Then he made the second one, and we're like, oh, you're not going to get a finish. That's too bad. Andrew you know? Garfield's my favorite Spider-Man. He's, honestly, I think he's the best, like, Spider-Man. Yeah. I just think he's not as cuddly and adorable as Tom Holland. Yeah, but he was the best Spider-Man. He was a really good Spider-Man. Yeah. 
Like so. he's the one that made everybody look. Everybody be like, "Oh man, Tobey Maguire is Spider Man," and then he put on the suit, and everybody's like, "Why did we ever let this dude with like eighteen chins be Spider Man?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh okay. Getting away from uh, lore. Yeah. Witwicky. Witwicky. That's a. Ch- I hated that name. I mean, that's a real guy. I think, isn't? Who? Oh. Is it Witwicky a real person? I don't know. I need you to look that up. I just. I was sick of it. By the third time they said it, I was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm over it." You know. Yeah. Can we talk about Bernie Mac? Rest mm. in peace. You know. Yeah. It was. It was heartbreaking to see him. You know, you're like, ah, I forgot about that guy. I miss that guy. Yeah. Remember Bernie Mac? We all know him from the Bernie Mac show, from Transformers, Ocean's Eleven. I could go on, probably. Can I be honest with you? Talk to me. Whenever I think of Bernie Mac, this is the first thing that comes to mind, is him as the used car salesman. (laughs) Yeah. It, it's like how I immediately view him in my mind, and it's because he's so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, so. hey, my mom, I'll beat you with a brick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, he starts mumbling like to that. himself. Is that his his mom or just an old lady that lives next to his car shop? I don't know. That's what's it. Awesome really about could it. be either one. <laughs> like, oh, she was very quick to flip brick. him off when he waved uh, at her. That was that was a good time. I did like that. I've done here's the thing. I've done two Google searches with two different ways of spelling with wiki and I'm I'm giving up. Uh but You're trying to tell me Michael Bay based any part of this movie off of true events? Well, that's the thing is I was like, that's not a real person and then I feel like I was looking up something and I saw that name and I was like, What? That's a from Transformers. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, Michael Bay, James Cameron, they're weird people. Did I just put them in the same room? Yes. <laughs> do you not? <laughs> I mean, I do, but that's more that's more about me and my beef with uh, Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss that man. I don't know. I like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I like him. He did go crazy there for a while. He's still kind of crazy. I still like him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was a combination of like seeing his interview on Hot Ones, and also seeing him in Peanut Butter Falcon. And I'm like, this guy's all right. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, I think I know there was some like you know those real popular uh, YouTube documentaries that people are like, oh yeah, I watched a documentary and they it's just a YouTube video, but it's like four and a half hours long. Yeah, sure. I think there's one of those that was real popular on him that mm-hmm. talked about how him being crazy for a little bit was he just had a crazy meltdown. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was like the only Disney well, Channel kid that hadn't had a meltdown, and that yeah. was his meltdown, and well, it's like... Well, because most pe- of them, it's like, it's all like the the one, you know, like the young stars have their, like, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, anyone like that, like, has, is a singer, has their own show, does an album, does a tour, is a pop star, and like... That can only go on for so long, you know? Yeah. Those and people all have meltdowns. Someone. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But sh- it happens to the, our Shia LaBeoufs as well. Yeah. But see, he went weird, but he was still like a cool guy. Like his uh, his weird, just do it well, thing. That's Even thing that was cool. He does like, he's this southern redneck kid 
who's into arts. And yeah. so he does like plays and experimental theater in Los Angeles with like universities and stuff. Yeah. And that's where like all that stuff comes from, which yeah. is pretty cool. Cause he'll just like, he'll send a letter to a professor. Like that's where those came from is he's like, yeah, just send me your thing. I'll do it in front of a green screen. Yeah. And they're like, what? You're <laughs> super famous. And he's like, yeah, who cares? Sure. Yeah. It's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty cool dude. So uh, yeah, I think he probably, you know, he had, a, he had a rough time there for a little bit, but no, I'm sure he's just, you know, he I'm seems sure mostly just kind of like whatever. I'm sure he's leveling out. Um, you know, look, you know, he played a homeless man in Peanut Butter Falcon, and we loved him. We did. What about? Okay, we're at the military base. Yeah, it's under attack, right? Right. So we gotta leave the military base, but there's like a local Qatarian, Qatar. A child from Qatar uh-huh. on the military base just hanging out with the soldiers. Yeah. What was that about? Because I understand if there were multiple. It seemed like he was the only one. And then when they left the base, he was like, they were walking for like all night. And then in the morning, he's like, oh, my village is right over across town. I'm like, what are well, you doing so far from your home? They also, so they left. I mean, they got, they were attacked at night. So it could have been like right been before dawn, and they. I just were it only walking a little for... irresponsible for him to be that far away from home. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's that. I think it's far fetched now because you know stuff happens. I don't know if in Qatar there is worried about certain dangers of having children walking onto a military base as they are in other countries. I don't know. I remember like. I don't know. Whatever. Here's what I know. I know my brother was deployed and did spend a lot of time around Iraqi children. And the only thing he ever said about it was, don't spend any money on a good knife because they'll steal it. And you have to replace it if they steal your issued knife. Mm-hmm. And they'll just take it. All the time. Oh, wow. So he bought a stun baton. Like one of those things. It's a taser, but in a baton form. Yeah. That he kept next to his bed to... Keep kids from stealing his stuff while he was oh asleep. Because they'll do that. It's like there's nothing. They're not trying to kill you. They're not trying. They just want to steal your pocket knife. Yeah. For no reason. Oh, kids. Oh, to be a child and just, just steal a, from military. Just <laughs> a little scamp. Let's again. go up to this fully decked yeah, out U.S. soldier right there. That's bold. It's very bold. But, you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say most of the soldiers aren't going to kill you. Yeah. So you're pretty safe That's doing fair. it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so Shia LaBeouf gets a car. Gets a used yeah. car. We've all been there. Here's Wait. Okay, here's what I realized about this oh. in this movie. All right. Yeah. So it takes place, I learned, much like in Sharknado, from the many of the same landmarks as Sharknado, this movie takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's where Shia LaBeouf lives. His dad has to be a multimillionaire based on his home where he lives how big his house is what a nice car drive he drives that is a rich man yeah unless no, they live don't way out away from no it. he does not because okay? i've known people that I make like that might have been 60 Beverly have a house. Hills, okay it could have been nowhere okay if he went to school in los angeles and was anywhere within driving distance of griffith park that house probably costs like 
five million dollars. Was he in Driving Distance of Griffith Park? Because they got there on Transformers. Okay, I have a beef to pick about that as well. They go to Griffith Park. They see all the Transformers coming down like meteors from the sky, and then like two seconds later, they're in a random alleyway. I'm like, hey man, how'd you get from Griffith Park all the way down that hill into where there's an alleyway? What? Why did you establish that they were in Griffith Park if they're just gonna be in an alleyway? Here's the moral of the story. There's no alleyways near Griffith Park. You have to drive all the way up like a little windy path. It's a big old it's a big park. Griffith Park. It's like Central Park. Here's the, I in know. Los Angeles. I've and it's a hill. And you gotta go up it. Yeah. And there's traffic and there's parking. Yeah. I mean they didn't there's have to There's construction, about so there wasn't. I was just confused. Yeah. What I'm saying is it has a five million dollar house. He also drove a very nice car. Yeah, I mean, what was it I like? mean, respect for very, like very just nice. getting his kid a beater car. But yeah. at the same time, no one who has that much money is just getting their kid a beater car. Get yeah. out of here. Well, here's what I think. I think he's a self-made man. Yeah. He's not from Los Angeles. He's not, he's not from that old money. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, they're just... He's, you know, he's just one of these guys. But, okay, but they made him out to be like a suburban dad who's like gardening and caring about his lawn. But people with houses like that work super important job. Like, they just made him out to be like an average suburban dad. Yeah. Living in a $5 million home in Beverly Hills. Yeah. They also never reference what he does for work. That's so. what I'm saying. What did he do for work? That's what I'm saying. I he's think gotta he be owns like a super and sold powerful a company. lawyer, a super well off stockbroker, or like. A movie producer. Here's what I think. He found oil or <laughs> had a, some dumb startup that he sold for a billion dollars and then uh, just doesn't work anymore. No. All he does is worry Gardens about his full path. time. <laughs> yeah. Get off the grass onto the path. Because yeah. I've met people. I've met several millionaires in my day. <laughs> And I'm always shocked at how I'm like, you are vastly wealthy and you are very concerned with the electric bill. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're like a super just everything that my dad yells at me for you who make who have two commas in your paycheck. Yeah. Worry about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, because I mean, even if you are multimillionaire, it's not like they like said house is five million dollar house the car is nice you got a nice car but you know stuff's expensive in la that's true multi-millionaire is just a regular suburban dad anywhere else that's a good point that's a good point you got me i was not comfortable okay the decepticons send down a little blue robot who's a stereo (gasps) and a hacker yeah and I was uncomfortable with his entire vibe. I have to go he down. He was tweaking the whole time, and I did not like it. Yeah. He was, like, making love to the mainframe when he was hacking it. He was, like, tweaking. Yeah. His head was twitching, and he... I don't know. I. Oh, he was into it for sure. I did not like it. It made me very uncomfortable. I think uh, you liked it. Yeah, no, you I have pointed out that you liked that guy, and that was after I wrote the note that was like, This guy I'm not comfortable with. Boombox bot is the best bot. Mm. That's what I that's what I wrote. I wanna I wanna ask you about the car real quick. Alright. 
How much did your first car cost? My first car? It is was it... it was like three or four thousand. Thirty five hundred maybe, somewhere in there. Yeah. I think it was three thousand dollars. I think that was like <clears throat> the budget for my family to get a car for the kids to use. It's about three thousand. Can I take I wrote down the the values or my guest values of my first three cars? Can I run you through it? Yeah. First car. My brother-in-law offered to sell it to my dad for $50, oh, and my dad turned it down. Oh. Because it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. So he eventually bucks. gifted it. They gifted the car because they didn't want it anymore. Right. And they gave it to me. That was my first car. Yeah. It's free. Second car was more, I just kind of took my mom's car because yeah. I needed a car more often than she did. It was her car, but I drove it, so it was my car. Yeah. It was pretty expensive. But it was my mom's car. I wrecked that car, and nice. she got a Jaguar. Nice. So that worked out for her, in my opinion. <laughs> in your opinion. My third car, which is the only car that I've gone and bought, like that was where I had my that first car experience where it's like, all right, we're going to go buy a car for you. Yeah. I got a red, a.k.a. Uh, faded, very faded red, so it's uh, pink. Mm-hmm. Very pink, very Pepto-Bismol pink. Yeah. Uh, Acura Integra, which is featured in Fast and Furious. Oh, nice. It is very cool, and I loved it, and it was very tiny. Mm. And I sold it. Yeah. That car didn't wreck. Everybody says I wrecked it. I didn't. I sold it to a girl. I actually sold it to her grandma. That She got it for her, for her 16th birthday or for her college oh. or something. But yeah. So this young, sweet little teenage girl. She got a nice pink car. Wow. I bought, I purchased three Toyota sedans. Nice. One was three thousand dollars. The other one was like thirty five hundred dollars, thirty three hundred dollars, and then one for five thousand dollars. Nice. I'm, I'm riding high over here. All right. Oh yeah. I've never. Don't try to tell me I didn't make it. All right. I'd never driven a car that was worth more than ten thousand until I uh, drove my parents' new Volvo that they got after I moved out. Yeah. They got it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was a good time. Here's the thing. I wrote a note. Um, oh, no, I remember it. I was about the, the teenage, uh, the douche jock dude. Oh. I just wrote, this guy gets laid. <laughs> um. And I was very confused. I was like, I'm, as I wrote that, I remember thinking, I'm not going to remember what this is about. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like so stereotypical. Shia LaBeouf's got his friend, and they go to the lake because he knows Megan Fox will be there. And then he's like, "All right, just be cool." And then his friend starts climbing the tree, and then he's <laughs> like, immediately, and he's like, uh, "Okay, stay away. I gotta, you know." He leaves his friend behind so we can go give a ride to Megan Fox. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Like his whole Shia LaBeouf's whole character. What's his name? Sam. Sam. Which, Sam Whitwicky. Yeah, Whitwicky. His whole thing. I don't know. It's that same thing of like that classic. What would like a not quite teenage boy think? It's like mm-hmm. I got to get a cool car because then I can get a cool girlfriend. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you get the car, you get the girlfriend. That's how it works. You know, your car's the way to get the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Like I feel like the two thousands versus today, this movie would have been so different. You know? Yeah. It, I wrote this note, and it is proof is disproven later. 
But I was like, Miles never shows up again. He died that night. <laughs> Which he <laughs> does show climbed, up again. The, one, the friend who climbs the tree. Yeah, but I, re- I was like, I don't remember seeing him again. I think he died. I think a serial killer picked him up at the lake and murdered yeah. him. Yeah. But we do see him. He is alive. Uh, you know? And that is a good time for all of us. Cody, here's what is important, and I need to know your answer. Yeah. The light flicks. Where you put the oh light, I just put in that light, and the disco, that ball. disco ball. Yeah, you point, you flex as you point. Yeah, yeah, that's the move, Cody. Oh yeah, he's very smooth. You gotta have the cool car. You gotta have muscles, and you have to be able to show them off subtly. That's how you get a girlfriend. Yeah, those are the rules. I don't make the rules. It's just what they are. I mean, I did the move more than once, and it always got me a second date. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, you mentioned this a little bit in the movie, but like, you know, Sam Witt, he's the coolest. He's like Michael Bay's coolest idea of what a cool teenager's like, you know? Yeah. He's got <laughs> six skateboards. Yeah. He's got blueprints up for his uh, drawing up his half pipe he's going to build. Yeah. Like he, he's got a home computer. He can browse email. His room is cool. Like he said, his, he is definitely the child of rich parents. And just like every rich kid, he's like, uh, you know, doesn't get the super nicest car, but he gets, you know, a car probably nicer than anybody else did. But he's like, I can't believe I only got this cheap car. And then you go into his room and it's like, dude, your room is worth more than my house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you ever have the rich friend that thought he was poor and you ask him, how much do you think your dad makes? He's like, I don't know. 40,000 a year and you're like yeah that seems about right you know they live in like a 10 bedroom mansion yeah. and his dad drives a lamborghini their parents are like always gone on trips places and so he just has the house to himself yeah 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 that guy anyway um okay. so yeah he's like the coolest i don't know if he's supposed to be just a nerd or what but it's like well, the jock's like they paint him out to be like the nerdiest kid you know because like he can't no one likes him they think he's dumb but he, I don't know. I don't understand. They never really explain, which I guess makes more sense. He has one of, friend, and his friend is like a surfer from a 90s surf movie. Yeah, his friend's just kind of like a, I, th- I looked at him kind of like the stoner kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's kind of a very realistic look, not really, because it's like, he should be cool, but he is not cool. So he's not like popular, but it's he's not got like that people nervous hate him. energy. He doesn't yeah. have like the the confidence of the jock guy. Yeah. So the jock guy likes picking on him because he gets nervous and flustered, and that's what the jock guy likes. Which is like, that's the kinds of people that the guys that want to pick on people want to pick on. Right. You could be somebody super cool or strong or smart; they'll still pick on you if you get nervous. Yeah. But it's a cool bedroom. <laughs> he does have a pretty. Cool he's a bedroom. cool guy. You know what I'm saying? And the light flicks. Also, <laughs> they pop the hood on that truck. On, on, on that, they pop the hood on that trunk, Cody. Yeah. On the car. Yeah, they do. They pop. They pop it. I know. I've I've read articles about this in the past. Nothing she says is accurate. Yeah. At all. She points out like his carburetor thing. Which there's no way there's a carburetor in that car. Yeah. At all. I mean, it's not like he knows about cars either, right? So is is the point that she's also just faking it? 
No, the point is cool. that they wrote her dialogue that doesn't the same make way sense. that a twelve-year-old would write about a car. That's yeah, never like, like oh, you a got a carburetor in here. But here's the thing. Here's what. Here's what jiggles my giblets here, Cody. All right. She says something about his carburetor. Goes mm-hmm. on this tangent of words that it's kind of like when they string words together in Star Trek. Right. Reverse the polarity of the Gigatron matrix for the shield drive. Of course. None of it means anything. Right. That's what she gives him. And then he goes, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And does, uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she's like, it means that your fuel gets injected. It shoots the fuel in so your car can go faster. I'm like, oh, you mean like an electronic fuel injection system? Yeah. The thing that replaced carburetors in the early 2000s in every single car except yeah. for like old race cars mm-hmm. and... uh like a Pinto sedan or something like that. I'm not going to pretend to know about cars. I'm not going to pretend to know how the AllSpark works. But why <laughs> is it that both have glowing blue cubes? That's what I don't get. The MCU isn't a blue. It's and black. Not the Tesseract. Tesseract is blue. The AllSpark's blue. Do I need to rewind this movie? Well, it's got blue crackling energy, sure. (sighs) But it itself is just like... What is it about a cube? It's such an unnatural shape. Yeah. Where did it come from? Who made the AllSpark? You see, you'll know eventually. You will Uh, know. I'm not... I need like a 70-minute cut of these movies. Uh, Nope. I'm not going to get that. You're not gonna, you wouldn't understand anything. You need all two and a half hours. I'm afraid. All right. Here's you another another late 2000s trope I love from this movie. The nerdy uh, hacker dude. The basement dwelling nerdy hacker dude. Oh, but it's I so mean, good. they did it very well in this movie. But oh, yeah. it's like, that's the whole plot of uh, Die Hard 4. Where it's like Justin Long is like a, the best hacker in the world. And he's like some 24-year-old dude in a basement yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And it's like this. Uh, I forget the name of this actor, but like, what, he was in uh, Kangaroo Jack? Yeah. And, um, maybe like Snow Dogs or something, and then this? Yeah. He's the chubby black guy that everybody Here's loves. what blew my mind about this, though. He's wearing a Washington Redskins jersey. <laughs> he also has a Redskins. no longer exists. Yeah, they're the Washington They're the football Washington team. football team. And next year, they'll probably be like the Washington Monuments or like the Washington Hancocks or something, you know? What if they pick an even more racist name? <laughs> That's the... Yeah. <laughs> what? There was some show. I mean, it was it was like purposely offensive for like the sake of comedy, but it was like the their like high school football team was like the Drunken Savages or something. <laughs> yeah, like, that's oh, so, so terrible. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I saw, I think, do we talk about this? Like, someone, like, bought up, like, all the domain names for what they think, like, the top 20 names they think the Washington football team could change their name to. So, like, someone bought up all those done domains were like, oh, they're going to have to pay me a bunch of money to get this from me when they decide. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that just blew my mind. I was like, it doesn't, this is a piece of history now. Yeah. That this guy has a, a Redskins jersey on. Yeah. 
He's all about the Redskins, too. Obviously. I mean, that was another 2000s thing, though, was the lanyard. I People were really into lanyards in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. You had the lanyard hanging out of your pocket? I mean, you went to Hot Topic, and you bought yourself a lanyard. I had a, I had a Super Mario lanyard. Mm. It had all the different mushrooms you could get. Mm-hmm. The poison mushroom, the one-up mushroom, and the, all the mushrooms. Never gotten to Hot Topic. Uh, hot Topic, let me tell you, you got to go. Let me tell you, I probably spent $16 a Hot Topic in my life. I would wager I've been inside 30 times. Nice. I have. And I've bought a lanyard. What else did I buy? I bought a t-shirt for a friend once. Nice. There we go. There you go. That's all you need. the two things I've purchased. You're what's keeping Hot Topic afloat right now. It's just me. (laughs) I do like the... Also, the the girl is... The Australian lady? She's Australian. Which I'd wager is my favorite accent. Australian accent. I like the Australian accent. It's a good one. That that Australian accent too, which is a specific accent within Australia. You know, just like every other giant country, they got different accents for different areas. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, probably. So that's like a, I think, I'm pretty sure that's whatever area is considered the country of Australia. I don't know if there's a coast that is more country or if it's just the further in you get. I think it's the further inland is the more rural. Yeah. The bush, the outback. The outback, there you go. Outback steakhouses everywhere. It's, it's just... all one giant outback steakhouse. <laughs> it's just outback steakhouses with gift shops that operate as local grocery stores. Yeah. You can buy onions that have been pre-sliced to be pre-bloomed if you will. Yeah. And uh steaks. Mm. Okay, there's a police encounter in this movie. Yeah. One of the Decepticons is like a cop car with a dude driving. Here's the thing about the Transformers. They're like, I'm a big truck. Then the Decepticons are like, I'm a car or a helicopter, but I got like a fake projection of a dude in it. Yeah. That's creepy. So anyway, uh, what's Sam? He's getting chased by the cop car, and it's like, blah, your ladies man uh, number 217 I'm gonna murder you anyway that was terrifying yeah and here's the thing when I was watching that I was like is this what it's like to be a black man in the United States of America that's the thought I had did you have that same thought that's what I thought it was like it's terrifying yeah it's terrible that's you're right. This should be shown in schools. It's like, this is what it's like. <laughs> this, this is what it's like. You know, this is what you, you need to break understand. The cycle. Yeah. Be better than the Decepticons. I thought you were going to talk about the donuts or something. Were there donuts? <laughs> well, he gave them the donuts when they caught the hacker dude. Oh, my God. That's also, I like his scene. friend that ran. <laughs> his friend's like... His friend takes off out of the house. Oh, it's his cousin. Yeah, yeah. His cousin, yeah. And he's like <laughs> screaming. He's like, oh my. Because he's, he's like out of there so instantly. He is, he, I mean, like, it's just really funny how he runs and they dive, they tackle him, <laughs> into, the him into the pool. Oh, and then so they, great. in the house, he's yelling about, don't be on the carpet. Mama don't like nobody on the carpet. And it's so funny. Where it's just like, <laughs> well, it's funny too. Cause like she comes in, she's like, I got some super crazy top secret. You got to see. He's like, uh, okay. Yeah. He plugs it in. 
eight seconds later, the FBI are like breaking down his door, taking him uh, out. Uh, it's so funny. They Maybe. get him in the interrogation room. He's like, they're like, see, it's a guilt tactic, right? They put out the donuts. If you don't eat the donuts, they know you're guilty. I ate every one. The whole plate. <laughs> the whole plate. Which, my favorite oh. part about that is every time the plate of donuts is shown <laughs> while he's talking, like it cuts away from him back uh-huh. to him. A different amount of donut is left oh, on yeah. the plate. And then, too, I didn't know this, but then later on when they're talking to me, it's like a thing of Pepto Bismol. Like an Alka Seltzer. <laughs> oh. A still foaming Alka Seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And he's they're like, what is the guy? He drops the folder, right? That's what he does. He drops the folder and he's like, she did it. She did it. <laughs> That's all he does. He doesn't do it. I keeps mean, trying to stand up. And I want the Transformer movie just to be that guy. Yeah, that's what I want. I as much all respect in the world to Shia LaBeouf, I would watch a two-hour, twenty-four-minute movie just about the hacker guy. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he's man. a funny guy. Here's the other thing I noticed, but I mean, it does take him back to like I went to high school in the two thousands. Like that was a strong part of my youth. They were so orange. I forgot how like in style being tan was in the two thousands. <laughs> but you see them running around the action scenes. You're like Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf. I think they made them tan and they shot them tan. It's like they just looked really orange with mm. how tan they were. Yeah. I just forgot about it. I was like, oh, right. That was like a thing. It was like important to like be tan. It was interesting how colorful the movie was, where I feel like if this same movie was made now, it would be all, it would be very gray. Very muted, very like grays. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's. It's like, oh, we made it dark and edgy and cool now. Yeah, whereas here, it's like they took all that energy and just channeled it right into Megatron, which is what you would want to do <laughs> yeah. in this, yeah. where he is like, looks like a monster made out of metal. And it's like, I think really at the core, you kind of pick what you look like as a Transformer mm-hmm. in some degree. And you picked that. Well, I mean, because even Bumblebee proves that he was in a Camaro, like an old, like, 70s Camaro. Yeah. And then he scans a brand new Camaro, and he's that. So it's like, you could scan and turn into anything. Yeah. He just, Optimus Prime likes the big truck. Yeah, he does a big truck. Uh, like semi. I I do think it's funny, because I, I can't remember when the switch made, but I know... This was somewhere where Opt or not Optimus uh, Megatron is a plane, but he never becomes anything. I think Megatron is always just Megatron and right. turns into the alien plane. Mm-hmm. But in the original cartoon, he just turns into a gun and Starscream <laughs> shoots him. Like he turns into a gun and Starscream, <laughs> Starscream grabs him and he's in. like, "Ha! Now I got a gun!" And that was the whole thing. Everybody's like, "Whoa! He's got a gun!" And it's like these are giant robots. Do you not remember that? Or where he that's what he originally turned into. I did just a pistol. I didn't watch the old Transformers. Oh, it's a treasure. Everything I know about Transformers is from this movie. The here I'll tell you right now, hmm. scooters are featured very heavily in the original cartoon. Oh, did the humans scoot around on scooters? The children that were their sidekicks, yes. Here's the show I liked that was not Transformers but was about a giant car robot. Megas XLR. You ever watched that one? No, but I 
I was gonna say I've never heard of it, and it fla- yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. What about Zoids? You ever you ever heard oh, of Zoids? I had a bunch of Zoids toys. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, Zoids was the best. Zoids I was good. so excited. I saw it on Netflix. It's the new Zoids, not the original Zoids. Oh, I was very disappointed. Sucks. Netflix, get your act together. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, Shia LaBeouf gets uh, with Megan Fox. And he's like, uh, sit on my lap. Because the car's driving, and she's like, "No, oh, it's pretty smooth." And she sits on a slap. But then uh, she talks bad about the car, and then they kick him out. Then he turns into the good Camaro. That's fun. Which Camaro would you prefer? I would prefer the original crappy one. Oh yeah, just restored. The thing is, I remember when I when this came out, it was like so cool. I was like, "That's the coolest. It's a cool new car." But I don't think that Camaro looks as good as like the new ones or the new oh, ones yeah. they're doing this decade versus like. Nor as cool as like the old 60s, 70s Camaro. Yeah, it's definitely the worst look of the Camaro. Kind of like like Mustangs in 2002 were just like, oh, these <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> these are so bad. Or like Thunderbirds in the early 90s. You're like, what did you do <laughs> to this yeah. car? It's a muscle car. You just made it look like a long sedan. You see, that's what everybody said when they brought the Malibu back. But joke's on you. They make a billion dollars a day on that. Sure do. Here's the thing. When I saw Shia LaBeouf's shirt when he's running away from the dogs and stuff, or maybe this is a little later, yeah, I could have swore it said Stray Cats. And what? then the next scene, it says The Strokes. And oh. it was one of those moments, what's that, the Mandela effect? I was like, I thought that was a Stray Cat shirt. Fun fact, I just bought the vinyl that logo's from. <gasps> I just bought it. Nice. I have it now. And I opened it, I was like, Transformers. Yes. <laughs> when I saw the logo in like the center. Oh yeah, it's just it brought me back. It all comes full circle. The whole world all is Transformers. Full circle. It's everybody's favorite movie series. So, uh, okay, we talked about this a little bit. Ironhide. Yeah. You, I mean, I, my note about Ironhide. Who's one of the trans? One of the Autobots. Yeah, he's the weapons es- expert. I put Ironhide is out for blood, and <laughs> yeah. you said. What did you say? He's one percent short of a Decepticon. I think <laughs> he's so close. Like, like someone says something rude to him, and he's like, "Should I murder this guy?" You're like, we said, Optimus is always like, "We don't I, hurt I humans. Don't murder these people." Like, the first time he says it, he says it so like, like with the energy of like, "Read my lips, Ironhide. <laughs> we do not." And it's like this is an ongoing argument, <laughs> yeah. you know. Where he's like, we could just kill them all. And he's like, no. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, the only reason he's an Autobot is because he's like, you guys were here and Optimus lets me oh kill enough God. things. I just remember, I think we've talked about this in the podcast. Maybe we haven't. I just remember, I do know things about Transformers because as a kid, I watched the show Beast Wars. Nice. Which is Transformers, but they turn into animals. Yeah. And I had the Cheetah one. Yeah, he did. And I had... Maybe a rhino one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I do remember Beast Wars. I think that we have talked about time. this because I was about to be like, didn't you have the rhino one? Yeah, I had those two. Oh, I yeah. forgot about Beast Wars. So did I. So did everybody else. Which is a weird concept, right? The Transformers, like, they interact with humans. They protect the humans. They turn into cars. And then Beast Wars is like, they're all animals. They're also robots. They still transform. No <laughs> people what this is awesome this is a great idea (laughs) Uh, 
I have a yeah. note for you. I have two notes, actually. I need you to help me decipher. All right. Our favorite game. First one, laughs versus either parts or farts. Laughs v parts could be farts. Does someone fart or are there parts? <laughs> it's early. It's early movie. Early in the movie? It's right after the Red Sox guy comment. Give me the next one. I'll, I'll, I'll ponder on this early one. The Way of the Samurai. Okay, yep. So <laughs> when he's putting the phone in there, he's like, oh, Nokia, because it's a Nokia phone. He's like, oh, Nokia's, they're nasty. And he says, you got to respect the Japanese. They know the way of the samurai. He slams the door. <laughs> Who says that? The Sector 7 guy that everybody loves. He's the best character in the whole movie oh, series. That guy from The Big Lebowski and Doe Brother Weren't Thou? Yep. Yeah. He's the great. best. They were talking about making a uh, shoot-off movie from his character from The Big Lebowski, whose name is Jesus. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus. But everyone says Jesus, who has that name. Except this guy goes by Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Here's well, the, I've you. seen The Big Lebowski like two or three times. Yeah. I... I know what it's about, but I don't think I could explain it to anybody. I just, every time I think about it, the first scene that comes to my head is they're like, well, what do they want? And he's like, they're nihilists. They don't want anything. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is wonderful. It's so good. I heard some people be like, you only like that movie if you're stoned. It's like a stoner movie. Only stoners like that movie. I saw it. I was like, this is amazing. It's got... It, could it have been better if I was high? Maybe. Yeah. I saw it sober. I loved it. I thought so it was funny. great. You want a finger? I can get you a finger. And then too, like, it's such a Coen Brothers thing, but like just the random Sam Elliott dressed as a cowboy at the bar is <laughs> like, I'll take a sarsaparilla. You're like, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's at a bowling alley, dressed as a cowboy. As far as I know, he is 100% a cowboy yeah. and he's drinking sarsaparilla. This is it is very unclear on whether or not he's real, I think. Or not, yeah. Because he is Sam Elliott. And it's they, not like he's... They bring that back in Fargo Season 2, I think, the TV show. Because yeah. it's based on it's based on the Fargo movie. Anyway, so for Season 2, they have like a random dude at a bowling alley thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um... I just here's the other thing about this movie I spent so much of the final act of this movie trying to figure out where they were because they go from Las Vegas um, in particular so they're at the Hoover Dam which is like 40 minutes away from Las Vegas uh-huh. out in the desert okay yeah smash cut to fighting downtown somewhere if they're not in Las Vegas strip there's no big city within like three hours of of that and so yeah. i was racking my I was like where are they where are they i figured out where they shot it because i was looking at the land because so much of the movie is like here's dodger stadium here's griffith park here's the landmarks i figured it out yeah and i'm very disappointed to report it's downtown los angeles well, yeah that's why i figured they shot it i don't know if that's where they're supposed to be but it was so the random they're like continuity where at hoover dam we're driving for presumably a short amount of time downtown LA fight. Now, here's my question to you because you lived 
in the halfway point, right? Between LA. Sure did. And Las Vegas. Sure did. So I'm sure you probably encountered more than once the guys in super nice cars, like just flying down that highway. Yeah. Going like 150 miles an hour. I mean, how long do you think it took them to get from one to the other? If you're driving 100 miles an hour, which people do on the way out to Vegas, there's no speed limit in Las Vegas, in, in Nevada. <laughs> Stop. I only know I that mean, because of a movie. It takes like two and a half hours, maybe three from my house. So from LA, you tack on, it's like four, four and a half hours. If you're flying, three, three and a half hours. Yeah, because they show them driving and like a convoy, and then they meet the Decepticons and have a pretty drawn out fight on the highway. And then so I think they did drive to LA, but it was just so rare. There's you have to drive through so much stuff. You it's all desert between Las Vegas and my house, and then from my house to LA, there's a lot of urban stuff. You you drive through. Ontario, Rancho Cucamonga, Pasadena. You have to go through all of that to get to L.A., yeah. like downtown L.A. Because I'm thinking like the where they really hit it would look like it was... Uh, I feel like I, there's a highway. It, it, they always show a road kind of leading into when you're going into L.A. itself, I think, where you've got the big drainage ditches on the side. Oh, you, you mean know, the Los like, Angeles River? Yeah, Los Angeles River. <laughs> Which is a real river Yeah, that they just put concrete on. Have you ever seen the Jackass video where he's like, I'm going to jump the LA River and it's like four inches wide? Oh, yeah. He doesn't make it because <laughs> they've just got fireworks strapped to roller skates. Oh, okay. So he's going to yeah. jump it. Um, <laughs> but he just falls down in the really gross water of the LA River. Anyway. That I think river that's has flooded fight. and killed people. Yeah. And that's why it's like concrete now. But like, it's such a desert. There are periods where it's like, yeah, no, it's a, it's like a foot wide. Yeah. There's other periods like, no, it's like, if it rains a lot, there's like a real river going through here. Yeah. But it's always shown just like the tiny yeah. little trickle. Yeah. So that's where they were supposed to be. I don't think they did a ton okay. of thought to the continuity. Here's the other, th- I know it doesn't matter. The continuity doesn't matter. It's a Transformers movie. There's alien space robots. They turn into car. They're fighting. That's where we're fighting doesn't matter. But there's like an old Union Station kind of building. Mm-hmm. He tells me to go to the top of it. Why are there clotheslines up there? So Who I is saw drawing you make clothes a note. on top of this abandoned building? I saw you make a note of it. And the only thing I could think of is homeless people. Homeless people are like living. I don't high. know a lot about homeless people. Yeah. I know they're not climbing up the top of a building that big and putting up a clothesline. That's madness, all right? That is crazy. How are they going to wash their clothes or dry their clothes? You go to laundromat and you sneak it into a stranger's load. That's how you do it. <laughs> but then how are you going to get it back? Eagle eye, man. You get it most of the way dry. That's, mm. Okay, furthermore, you got wet clothes in Southern California. I can attest to this. They will not be wet for more than seven minutes. Okay, That's why they got the clothesline up. Why is there a clothesline on that building? This is not like a co-op in New York City. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's I ridiculous. also think that's such a stereotypical, like, you're on a roof in L.A., there's a clothesline, which I don't know why. I don't know, man. You know? Last thing. Okay, I have a note. I have okay. a note. You have, you have several. I'm going to have to help. You need, I need help with this other one. But this one, I don't, what is the reference? He killed himself? Question mark. He killed himself. He killed himself. Someone like 
killed themselves. Was it a Transformer? Was it one of the bad guys? Someone did... Someone shoots... Someone shoots, like, a guided missile, but it comes back and hits one of the Decepticons or something. Yeah. I, it might be Starscream or something, but he, like, shoots a missile and it curves around. Oh, it's when the Someone... little guy is shooting, like, spikes and it goes around and it misses everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, taking cover behind a pillar and it hits him in the head. Because it goes, like, boomerangs around the room and then yeah. hits him. That's what you were thinking of. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Here's okay. my question for you. Taking it back to your your uh, being appalled at where they were. So, they're going from the Hoover Dam, which is about 40 minutes outside of Las Vegas, to L.A. to get the cube airlifted somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Now, someone could argue, well, they're trying to get closer to the military base in L.A. Because I'm sure there's the giant Air Force Base in L.A., right? Or near L.A., right? In the desert, there's Edwards Air Force Base, which they did shoot some of the movie at. Yeah. So here's my question for you. There are bigger, more secure military... It's Air Force. Edwards is like, that's where they fly all the experimental stealth bombers and stuff like that. Yeah. There's also, uh, much closer to them where they were, a lot of Air Force R&D facilities that are incredibly heavily defended and I mean, have a lot look, of helicopters if you're near las vegas it's got to be area 51 they so have a lot of stuff there the hoover dam i'm sure is in more than 30 minutes from area 51 yeah so i'm saying what they did was they chose to drive to la mostly because they priority had the filming permits for there rather than uh take the easy way out and have you know just the guys from one of the areas Come and get him. Yeah. You know? So, he takes the cube. At the end of the movie, Optimus Prime is like, hey, if we can't get this cube away, you gotta cube me, and I'll destroy the cube and sacrifice myself. Yeah. But then he uses the cube to kill... Megatron. Megatron. Or MBE-1. MBE-1. Non... Biological entity. Extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. One. One. Why you gotta put the one? Was there another one? Did they refer... Because they had like, okay, a different thing for the cube. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing with this movie. Well, that's another, another, actually, that is another thing that comes up in another It's movie. another 12-year-old boy fantasy thing. There's a secret government agency, right? That's above the other ones that's keeping the secret. But it's so funny... Because when he tries to pull the Sector 7 thing, he's like, I'm from Sector 7. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't care. Like, no. Nobody cares. It's a very specific line. Never heard of it. And the response is, never will. So why bring it Why bring it But then, too, like when they've got the Marines there, the Marines are like, we've got to so point them at you. I'm like, ha, huh? we're, we're better than you. are like, you're telling me the super secret Sector 7 isn't better than just like a batch of soldiers? Well, see, here's what I think. Sector 7 is just a bunch of nerds. scientists. It's a bunch of conspiracy theory nerds and scientists. Like, yeah. They don't got... Why do they need super soldiers? They don't. But it was just like a 12-year-old fantasy. Like, no one can beat a unit of elite Marines. Hey, let me ask you this. Boston guy. 
Latino Creole guy. So that white guy. Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese <laughs> Gibson. So what would you say those guys are? Because I know from yeah. later in the movie, like what what kind of military unit are they? Marines? No. Um, hold on. One of them was They're wearing a shirt of the branch that they were Green Berets. Army Rangers. I don't know any others. They're Air Force pararescue guys. Oh. That's who they are. That's fine. Which I think, I like, I appreciate it because it is the only movie I've ever seen, I think, that shows that those guys are really cool. Because that's their whole thing. It's like, oh, these Delta Force guys? Yeah, they're stuck. They can't get out. It's like, all right, I guess we're going to go save the Delta Force guys or the SEAL Team 7 because there's lots of different SEAL teams. Or the Marines, we'll just go save them. Get that guy and his 200 pounds worth of gear. We'll sling them on my back with my 200 pounds of gear, and I'll jog right out of there. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, it was an experience of a movie. Yeah, I think it if it was 30 minutes shorter, I would have I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf's great. Megan Fox, sure. Why not? We're here. But really, a donut guy. Yeah. That's what we need more of. And if he's not in the sequel, I might just abandon this whole series. Mm. I don't. I can't remember. Anthony honestly. Anderson, yeah. right? He's in things like The Departed. He's in the, the Departed. Yeah. Kangaroo Jack. Oh, he's in Blackish and Mixedish yeah. and Grownish. How is there a whole universe of ish shows? Yeah. Good for them. Can I can I just rapid fire you my last three notes? I would here? love for you to do that. So here's the thing: Megatron knows how to build a brand. So that's the first thing he says. He hears them out there saying NBE1. Mm-hmm. They're trying to correct him to say Megatron. They're not having it. So what's the first thing he says? He says, I am Megatron. Oh, yeah. After killing a lot of people, which is very Megatron. Classic. Uh, the next thing I want to point out is a shout out to the stunt driver who had to drift a semi. How did, yeah, how... I would be interested in the behind the scenes for that. If I if it's like I don't know if it was this movie or another one where there was a semi drift, but I'm pretty sure at least one movie where they've done that I saw they had to modify the semi to oh, get it yeah. to so that the stun driver could get the back to you know kick out on it and right. really actually do it because it's like you can't get it to do that normally so they have to modify it so it'll work and then. During that final battle, you know, because Starscream, he beats all the other F-22s. That's, he's the smart one, okay? For all the dumb stuff Starscream does, he's the one that's like, what should I be? Everybody else is like, I'm going to be this car. I'm going to be this van. I'm going to be this thing. I'm going to be nothing. Starscream's like, what's the most advanced piece of military hardware this race has? Oh, these brand new F-22s. I'm going to turn into one of those. I'm going to turn into a plane. It's smart. So he beats all the other F-22s because he's got space jets on him. Yeah. <laughs> and fires on him. And they say, that's not a ally. It's not a friendly. Mm-hmm. Because F-22 pilots would never fly below skyscrapers. Or fly below buildings. Mm-hmm. Later, there are so many <laughs> F-22s below buildings. Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. They're below every building. Yeah. When the need arises, 
Of yeah. course they're going to be. I don't know a lot, a, lot, a lot about jets, but it doesn't seem like a good idea to have one that close to a skyscraper. I mean, it's not, but... It is cool. Starscream would be, be fine if he clipped a building. The human pilots would not. Yeah. Especially when you're that low, you, you crash and you die. Yeah. You can't just eject out of that. I mean, you clip a building. I mean, they show somebody clipping a building, and they spin out, smash into a building, and explode. Oh, man. Um, oh, here's another thing about this movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, they make a whole point in the movie, like Bumblebee talks with the radio, right? Yeah. He turns the radio, and it's like, it mixes all the stuff, so it gets across what he's trying to say. At the end of the movie, he's all broken, and Megan Fox hooks him to, like, a tow truck, and they're slinging around, and he's shooting stuff. And then... At the end of the movie, Bumblebee's like, I'm here, I can walk now, and my radio works. Like, <laughs> when did that happen? When did all of these events occur while Shia LaBeouf was, like, struggling with the with the all-spark and saving the day? Like, he just rolls up and is like, hey, man, I well, want to stick whole, around. I'm here. They had a whole thing where she drove and he shot, and his gun... Here's the more inconsistent thing. They're... So their guns are like, it's like you might as well be throwing tissues at each other with the amount of damage their guns do to each other. Yeah. Uh, so, but his gun, while she's driving backwards with the tow truck mm-hmm. and he's shooting, is one shot kill on every Decepticon. Oh yeah, it is. He's just, he's just wasting Decepticons. And there's only like three Decepticons, right? There's Megatron, there's Starscream, there's the police one, and there's some other ones. Yeah barricade and roll out or something i don't know yeah. they're all like here's the uh the autobots it's like the autobots were named by a freshman student like college student wants to be a writer mm-hmm. where he's like there's some effort put into it but it's like you're almost there but you got <laughs> some cool ones and you got some dumb ones yeah. decepticons are named by a ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Rampage. Okay, that's Megatron. his name. Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> Starscream. Why is it? Star- okay, I guess it- <laughs> Starscream's the only one that doesn't really fit. Starscream, like, well, two. One thing I do know about the old ones is Starscream has like the most grating, high-pitched, terrible voice yeah. ever. Yeah. And I know that from like Dan Harmon's <laughs> part podcast because he can do a really good Starscream, which is like shout things. There's uh, also one that was like a Sony Walkman, and I always think it was Starscream, but it's not him. It's just another one. Oh, man. Goes Remember Jazzy Jeff? What's the name of that one? Jazzy Jazz? Jeff. Yeah. Is it just Jazz? They call him Jazz, but yeah, he said, he introduces him as like Jazzy Jeff or something like that. Where I'm like, what? It's so funny because they're like, we're an ancient alien robot race. <laughs> it's like, my name's Jazz. Let's kick it. Like, when you're like, wait, hold on. Yeah. Are you a Jazz robot using hip hop lingo? This is cool. <laughs> I yeah. like this. Yeah, because there's like... But they're like, Iron... no, we all learned it from the radio. Yeah. And Ironhide they... learned his from a militant, like a militant anarchist something or other. Yeah. I don't know. He just wants to show off his guns. He doesn't really want to shoot somebody. That, that he, That's what he says anyway. He's like, <laughs> wasn't really, I just want to show him off. I, which I get. I get. Because he is the last remaining expert on Autobot weaponry. He knows weapons. His whole thing. He's a robot weapons expert. Which means a human 
It's like, I know how to use all these guns. I know how to repair them. I know how they work. His whole job is to have, as part of his being, powerful weapons. Right. And he is part of the team that doesn't want to use the weapons. That does... That is a pickle. Yeah. He's ready for the war. Okay, here's the other thing I don't understand about Transformers lore. So, basically, the Transformers center around protecting the AllSpark. The Autobots. It's... Yeah. Okay. The Autobots are in charge of keeping the world safe when it comes to the Transformers-related wars and politics. But they're not trying to, like, end the war on terror. Yeah. Because they don't... It's That's human problem. The aliens. So, they're just trying to keep track of their mess and not mess with the other world stuff i mean here's the thing cody you're saying what you're saying comes up later and they show them doing it and they show why it's a bad idea <laughs> okay so you're saying there's a future episode where they become like transformers world police and they're like oh yeah. we gotta stop this real quick no because they is that's a plot line of the second or third which is them teaming up with the those pair rescue guys and doing stuff against <sighs> human bad guys and it ends up going poorly for them okay all right i mean what i'm saying is this series of five movies in each movie there is a fantastic movie but you're not gonna watch that fantastic movie you're gonna watch the movie that came out <laughs> but they what we need have... is the rob schneider cut of yeah. the transformers movies but I'm saying, like, if they gave them, like, if the directors and the writers were all more careful and all that with them, they would be good. But they're not great. <laughs> but they're fun. I love them. I want a Chris Nolan Transformers movie. Tenet was a weird one. I think we need to get him back into the franchise business. Do you still not like Tenet? <laughs> I asked Kalen about it. He saw it. I was like, you have to tell me what you think of it. He's like, well, I did think it was unintelligible <laughs> I, was like, I was like in a good way he's like nope <laughs> in a bad way i really want to see it again i just i need to make time to go see it again i'm just saying i want him back like i want i want a highbrow franchise movie and christopher nolan's the man to do it yeah really scott could do it who else really scott's got his hbo show he's not coming back is that good I started to watch it and then I switched off, but it, it so far it looks like it's okay. I want to know if it's good, and I want to know if Lovecraft Country is good because I don't want to begin that journey because I have a hard enough time. I've only heard good things about the Lovecraft County, right? County, yeah, Lovecraft <laughs> County. All right, I got nothing else to say about this trans morphing, but let's you know, let's just do a bunch more of these. Why not? Yeah, just you know, I need you to prepare yourself for. Four more movies of Michael Bay and Linkin Park soundtracks. I did read that fun fact where it's like, oh yeah, Linkin Park ran into Megan Fox at one of their concerts and were like, hey, you're in the Transformers, right? You gotta get our song in Transformers. I don't know how true that rumor is, but it is a thing I read. They love Transformers. They were all about And that's it. why they got their song in the movie. Two properties, Transformers and uh, Medal of Honor. That's what they were all oh, about. Gosh. Of course. Here's, here's a hot take for you. Medal of Honor, better than Call of Duty in every way. I remember like playing Medal of Honor back on like the GameCube. It was a classic. Yeah, so good. You had two people back then. Call of Duty guys, Medal of Honor guys. The Medal of Honor just disappeared. Bring it back, Cody. Bring it back. I want you to do it. Oh, I would write a letter to Bethesda. Yep. Microsoft bought them, right? Yeah. That's what you told me? I wasn't going to say anything because we're going kind of long. All right. Seven and a half billion dollars. We'll bring it back.
That's what they pay oh. for. But that's for another podcast that we'll never do. Wait, hold on. Budget for this movie. What was it like? Two hundred twenty million. Oh, that's my guess. That's I had two hundred twenty-two. Wait, what? Two hundred twenty. I guess two hundred twenty million for the budget. Two hundred twenty million. Let me. Oh, uh, I'm pulling up the first movie because it it just it immediately goes to all the movies and it's oh, you know. One hundred forty-seven. Oh, they did great. They did really well. What did it make? Like what? What? Uh, eight hundred seven seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. Here's the thing. I said something about the effects. I think the effects hold up. I think these effects will hold up probably better than the later movies. I'm not sure. I don't remember super well. They could all look the same. I think the worst ones are when they included stuff that they had in their trailers. Without redoing those effects. Oh, yeah. There's one in particular that looks like a B-movie effect. Oh, no. In the background, there's like a Transformer diving behind a building, and it doesn't look good. All right. I'm here. I'm in. I'm strapped in. And we're doing it. Yeah. If you want to share the podcast, though, Cody, you can do it on everything. You can share it. You can rate it. You can review it if you want to. On everything. Here's the thing, Cody. Here's what I want you to do. I'm what? dropping this bomb on you right now. No. I have in my possession a code for the fifth movie. <sighs> I would like when we do this, I want you to tweet that code out. I want to give away a copy of The Last one Night. One copy? One digital copy? Of... One digital copy Ooh, of The Last that Night. Is a fu- okay, so our fifth, when we do the fifth Transform movie, when it releases, I'll tweet out the code for a free download. The code. That one person can use. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. First come, first serve, you know? First come, first serve. We'll see. I think I know who's going to download it. Yeah, I think so, I have too. a pretty good idea. It's some hoops you got to jump through, too. You got to go to, like, Paramount.com Ooh. or something. You know, it's the whole and thing. And then pick your platform, probably, that it can yeah. download to. Yeah, it's Voodoo and Apple. And Fandango Now. Oh. So, have fun with that. You can tweet me at Opinion Havers. I will be giving away one free digital movie in the coming weeks this is exciting stuff this, this is the first i know you the excited. first giveaway yeah <laughs> opinion average right, we got oh. giveaway because i already have it <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening until next time watch movies and have opinions how are there two cube based franchises that's what i want to know Oh, Michael Bay Monopoly movie where like the dice from Monopoly are the key to the universe and you get to get the two dice together and then that makes something happen. You win capitalism. Just brain just brainstorming. Monopoly the movie. Mm-hmm.